welcome to the Leading the Line podcast. Um, I'm your host, Chris Marshall. Hello. And uh, we are back with another episode of There's Your Dinner, where we bring together a shared passion for football and food, whilst getting to know a familiar face from the world of Scottish women's football. And this time, I'm joined by Glasgow women captain and, in my opinion, one of the rising stars in Scottish women's football, uh, Lucy Donald. How are you doing, Lucy? Uh, yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, um, we have just done a round of applause. We were just talking about that before we started uh, recording there. Um, outside of going outside and getting a little bit chilly clapping, the wonderful people in the NHS are doing such fantastic work just now. How's how's life in lockdown been for you? Uh, yeah, it's good. Just trying to keep myself busy as best I can. Um, it's obviously a difficult times for everyone, but I think just trying to keep active as well as best I can. Um, that's keeping um, my mood up. What was was the situation? Obviously, um, you can't go to training just now. The league's not on at the moment. You've mentioned keeping uh, active kind of helps keep your mood up. What's what's what have you been doing to kind of help tide yourself over? Um, well, I've not. I don't have any gym equipment at home, but I've been um, playing football in the garden with my brother, and um, so that's little times, which is nice. And just following online workouts, trying to do different kinds of workouts to keep myself. Uh, entertained um yeah that's that's what i've been doing really just to keep fit yeah I, i've been trying that not really that successful, <laughs> to be honest um but yeah it, it's quite interesting just kind of seeing the thing kind of things people can put their mind to when they've got nothing better to do with their time so yeah, yeah absolutely um so we're going to talk a little bit about kind of your career in football you're still very young career in football today but i think you've packed quite a lot in already um and then we'll have a little chat about some of your food favorites because it's always a nice wee thing to end off on but i think probably okay. first, first question for you lucy is what's what's your kind of first memories of football when, when do you remember skinner start kicking a ball about i've always kicked a ball about i don't really remember a time when football wasn't part of my life um i spent a lot of time when i was younger at my brother's football um where no matter the size of space available, I would have a ball at my feet. Um, sometimes it'd be a path, sometimes there'd be an extra pitch, which was a bonus for me. But I just always remember having a ball at my feet. I love playing football, and um, I would say that was because of my big brother. I just wanted to be like him. So I'd say that's my earliest memories of football with my brother and at his training. Was he kind of one of the people that encouraged you when you were kind of growing up in terms of kind of this is something that maybe you could pursue a little bit further? Um, yeah, I've always said that I think if it wasn't for my older brother, I don't know if I would ever get into football. But yeah, he definitely encouraged it. I think it was great for him to have a wee sister that played football and that he could kick a ball about with. So I think that was always something that, yeah, he definitely encouraged. So in terms of you kind of obviously started in the garden playing with your brother, where, what was your first club? Where, where did you kind of start your, your kind of club career at? Um, well, my brother was at Hamilton Aki, so I've done a sort of community thing there. That was my first, um, then a Celtic in the community thing. And then my first sort of proper club was a boys club. It was um, Primo FC, I'm sure it was called. It wasn't there for a long time because um, my brother played. It ended up that he changed to a Sunday and I couldn't play anymore. But I was around seven, I think, when... I started playing there and played there for a couple of months and then two years later I joined and that that's that was my first proper club I would say where I where I can remember um, my first game and stuff like that was Glasgow City. Cool what Glasgow City started what like nine, ten, something like that? Uh, yeah, ten. I was ten when I joined Glasgow City. Do do you remember your, your kind of first day? Obviously you're going to a club with kind of like all the kit, all the gear, they also have a yeah. 
Right, good. Did, did you, even as a 10-year-old, did you kind of know about Glasgow City's reputation there at all? No, I had no idea. Um, how it came about was that I just wanted to play football and I think we decided that it was going to be a girls' team that I was to join. And me and my family didn't know anything about women's football, really. We only um, knew about boys' teams because my brother, obviously. But um, I think we found out that Glasgow City was the best team in Scotland and thought that was the best place um, to go. But I do, I remember my first training session with City um, a long time ago now, but I do remember it well. Oh, do you, if you remember it, you've got to tell us about it now. How, how was it? Um, yeah, it was, it was good. My first training session was, again, it was like a community thing. Um, and at the end of it, the coach came and spoke to my mum and said, no, we want her to go and train with under-13s. And I remember my mum saying, like, oh, no, she's only 10. I don't really think this is what we, we thought and they were like no honestly and then the next Tuesday I was in with under 13s and yeah that's where it all kicked off I just loved it from there. So obviously you spent a lot of time at Glasgow City kind of moving your way through the age groups were you always a little bit ahead of the, the curve in that respect or you did at some point kind of catch up? Yeah I started at under 13s and I spent a long time at the under 13s age group um right up until I was too old to play there anymore. And then I played, we played in an under-15s league. We were under-14s, it was two teams, and then under-17s and then development. So, yeah, I was right through the, the youth academy um, and enjoyed my time there. It, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, and obviously last season there were some changes. You got to captain Glasgow City Development to the SWFL1 South. I'm not going to miss those acronyms, I'm telling you. The SWFL1 <laughs> South title. Um as a player who's obviously been affected by the kind of structural changes in the times that obviously the development side has gone, what's, what's, what were your thoughts kind of when you were getting towards the back end of last season? Obviously a successful season for you mm-hmm. uh, and for the club, but th- did you have next season already kind of in your head a little bit? Um, yeah, I think it was something that I didn't really want to think of because I sort of knew that it was coming to an end. Um, that was inevitable. I think like loads of development teams, we knew that this this change was happening and that um, it was time to move on. And I think uh, as much as that was definitely in the back of my head, I was really focused on the season. I wanted to enjoy um, my last sort of season with City. Um, but I think, yeah, it was it was a sad time at the, at the end of last season. I think it was really a shame that it came to such a... Na- well, I, I say it was a shame. It was better that it came to a natural end than that it was my choice sort of to leave, if you know what I mean. Yeah, because that's, that's my next question for you, because it, you were kind of on the fringes of the kind of first team towards the back end of last season. Um, and then you've currently, you're at Glasgow Women, which we've talked, we kind of mentioned already. Um, how did that move come about for you? Um, well, I'd, obviously Craig coached me at City for a, a long time and he was going there and I'd, I'd spoke spoke to him at, at the end of the season. I didn't speak to anyone before the season had finished. Um, and I just thought that was the best move for me because Glasgow City is all I've ever known. I spent eight years there and I felt like it, I knew that it was going to be a massive change and I thought that was the closest I was going to get so that um, I, I was I was ready for the change um, and obviously there was a lot of players that moved from Glasgow City as well so I think it was just the sort of familiar faces that made that move a lot easier for me. Yeah, I mean that was, I was going to ask you 
obviously when you move to Glasgow, I mean, Glasgow, I've seen a lot of changes uh, before the start of the season. Um, you've mentioned obviously Craig coming in as well from Glasgow City and some of your your teammates from there as well. It's been a, a squad of kind of almost a brand new squad. There's a couple of faces obviously from last campaign, but how's everybody got on? Has it all kind of gone smoothly and you've all kind of gelling nicely? Yeah, it's been great. All the girls seem to go on really well. As as you, you said, um, there was a core of girls um, from Glasgow City that moved and other players from development teams that we played against and played alongside as well at different periods of time. So, yeah, it was really good. A few experienced players and it's good to have that as well in a um, more competitive environment. So, yeah, it's been great. All the girls seem to be gelling really well. Um, Craig gave you the captain's armband. Um how did, how did that feel? You mentioned there was obviously some more experienced players in the squad. How was, how was that? And when Craig told you, how did that even come about? Yeah, I was really surprised. Um, it was really nice um, to know that Craig had that belief in me. As as you say, with more experienced players coming in um, to a new environment, it was really nice. Um, he just spoke to me and said that he wanted me to be captain for this season, um, which was, yeah, it was really nice to hear that from Craig. Um, and yeah, it's a massive honour. Is it something you you kind of take energy from when you kind of go out into the pitch or is it do you just kind of think of it as it's, it's a really cool thing to have but I'm still going to play my, my game the normal way? Yeah I think I definitely just play my game the normal way but it is, it is nice. Um, I loved captaining the girls at City, been there such a long time and then to come into this new team and be captain here as well it's really nice. It's obviously a, a, a privilege and it's a great great role to have in the team You started the season pretty well, um, played Celtic in the first game of the season, well the very disjointed start of the season but um, got mm-hmm. a point against Celtic in the SWPL Cup how do you think the season's going since then um, in terms of obviously the rest of the SWPL Cup campaign and we did manage to get one league game in uh, before that started uh, Yeah well obviously drawing with Celtic was massive for us, I think no one expected it from us, we didn't expect it from ourselves um, so that was a massive confidence booster I think, it sort of gave us like that, that we sort of realised that we could do, do well in this league and then we narrowly lost to Spartans and we gave a great account of ourselves against a top flight side and then so I think it was a sort of a bit of a knockback to lose our first league game which was really disappointing and I think that sort of we lost some confidence from that and then um, lost our last uh, game in the cup which which was, was a shame but Again, the weather as well was, I don't think we played one game where it wasn't howling winds. So, yeah, it was a shame that obviously this happened when it did. Yeah, I mean, I was at the, the Celtic game. Um, and I just, I think it was one of, those, one of the, I think it was only three games on that day, something like that. Um, yeah, so there's yeah. that one. And then, as you say, the, the game against uh, Spartans up at Peter's Hill Park. I remember watching the highlights and going, that's wild as well. So, yeah, it's yeah, been a, yeah, it was beautiful. It's been a, a very strange start to the season. Um, in terms of when all this passes over that, that we're going through at the moment, what mm-hmm. what would you like? How how would you like to see the the season come back? Would you like it to come back as a continuation? Would you like to see a new one? Have you had any thoughts about it at all? Um, I think I would like to see it come back as a continuation. Um, I think we've only 
obviously played one game, so it's not like we're halfway through the league. So I think it could come back as a continuation, but also it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if it was to start again as we've only played one game. So I just think whatever whatever is meant to be will be. I've not really thought too much about it. I'm just it'll be back when it's safe to come back. Do you feel like it's maybe slightly better that there has only been one game in the season as opposed to, if you look at the men's game, for example, where they're obviously now having this big debate because there's still some games left? Do you think maybe having only that one game to start should hopefully make whoever has to make that decision that a little bit easier, hopefully? Yeah, I think it will make it easier. Um, I think, obviously, we've only played one game, so it's not like anything's decided yet. There's a long season to go, Um so I think no matter what decision, it will be a fair one. We've talked about football a little bit. Before we talk about food, I think there's one other thing we need to talk about. Um, and actually, just after I spoke to you, cause we, we spoke at the, the Celtic game. And after mm-hmm. I spoke to the Celtic game, I can't remember who it was. There was somebody in a Glasgow women tracky. And they came up to me and they went, do you know she played Rose Riley in uh, Rose Riley's film? And I was like, <laughs> OK. And I had to go to the next I'm now going to ask you, before we talk about the food... Um, you played a young Rose Riley in the feature about her. Um, how how did that? How did you end up in front of a camera? Um, well, basically, um, Margot, who was the director of it, she came to watch one of our training sessions, um, and she spoke a little bit at the start and gave a bit of background about Rosie's story and asked anyone if they'd heard of her before, and I hadn't. So it was really interesting to hear about her. Um, and then they watched our training session, and when we went home, Craig phoned me and said listen, they've chosen you if if you're up for it, obviously. And I was really nervous about doing it. It's not really my thing, but I thought it was an opportunity that I couldn't turn down. And yeah, it was it was amazing to be given the opportunity. Well, if you compare going onto the football pitch with having to do something in front of a camera, which one made you more nervous? Um, definitely in front of a camera. It's not <laughs> so natural to me. Um, is it something you would do again if somebody asked you? Uh, definitely, I think I've always said it's something that I'm really glad that I that, that I done, and I think it was such a privilege and the whole experience going and filming and then going to the premiere and meeting Rose in person. She was so so lovely and just learning about her story. It was so inspiring, and I think if the opportunity came up again, I would definitely not turn it down. It was yeah, it was incredible. I was going to ask you if you got to meet Rose, so that's that's great that yeah. she got to make that connection with you as well. Um, I've only saw kind of screen clips of it when I was looking at it, but mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, it's one of these things that I watched, and I don't know why I didn't make the connection. If I, yeah. I'm but yeah, um, it's good to know that any any time you could be next big thing in Hollywood, <laughs> even kicking about a ball down at GHA. <laughs> um, in terms of in terms of when football comes back, um, we'll put the acting career to one side at the moment. Let's let's yeah. just we'll put that put in the back burner. What's what's your kind of ambitions when you come back? You've obviously um, you've kind of taken a step up and step down at the same time because you've left City to come to Glasgow Women, but at the same time mm-hmm. you're playing at a higher level this season, kind of consistently. What's your kind of ambitions, kind of going forward? Yeah, I just want to keep developing. It's developing them. Um, sorry, I think it's obviously a much more competitive environment. Um, Obviously, I've got aspirations to play in the top flight. That's where I want to be. So just keep working just now where I'm, where I'm going and hopefully I'll get that opportunity in the future. Awesome. Right, I think that's that's plenty of football and a little bit of film. So let's okay. move on to our third F. 
let's talk a little bit about food. Um, okay. Do you, do you rate yourself as a foodie? Do you like do you like your scran? Uh, I do like my scran. I'm quite a fussy eater, right enough, but I do like my food. Okay, okay, that's cool. Well, what we'll do is we'll just ask you a few questions. Nothing, nothing okay. major. I'm not going to ask you to give me a recipe for lasagna or anything like that. That's <laughs> we won't do that. But um, what the first question I always like to ask when we do this. Because I think it tells quite a lot about person is what did you have for your breakfast this morning? Um, I had porridge oats with natural yogurt, bit of honey, and raspberries. Do I have that every morning with a nice coffee? Um, is, that's my breakfast every single morning. Is that a, an overnight job or is it a you just do it in the morning? Um, my mum makes it for me in the morning, so yeah. Ideal. That's that's Ideal. a good thing to make it for you. <laughs> Um, we're obviously I'll ask you a little bit about this because I think it's always interesting to hear obviously you play football but it's not something in Scotland that many people get the privilege to kind of get paid for or get professional mm-hmm. with do you consider your food a lot when you're like in training mode and when you're playing throughout the season um, yeah I do to a certain extent I'm not too harsh with myself I think um, but yeah I definitely like especially on game days I think it's important to fuel your body with the right foods. Is there anything in particular like you always go to? I know you said you have like your oats every morning and on game days because obviously with the with the way that the SWPL works, SWPL two, you could for example be going up to Aberdeen at one o'clock or playing at mm-hmm. Petersfield Park at four. D- do you ever have a routine, or is it just a case of calling it on the fly on the day? Yeah, I don't really have a routine. I usually, I obviously always have my my oats in the morning and then it just depends what what I'm feeling I always get nervous before a game so I'm not actually I think I quite find it quite hard to eat but I think it's important so I try to force myself to do so cool that's, that's good to hear um what's your what's your meal of choice what's your kind of favorite dinner oh favorite favorite home cooked meal I would say a roast chicken dinner definitely uh, what so what do you right, so this this could be interesting. So what do you have your roast chicken? Uh, ro- ro- roast chicken, mashed potato, Yorkshire puddings, carrots, broccoli, bit of beetroot and obviously gravy. Oh see beetroot. So is it is it take it jarred beetroot? Yeah. Yeah, this is a debate me and my mates have quite a lot about it's, the presence of and the sliced beetroot. beetroot as well. It's got to be sliced. Got to be sliced. I mean that also inspects all you've got the Yorkshire puddings in there as well. Cannot crumble yep. a bit of Yorkshire pudding at all. Uh, so you mentioned that's your favourite home cook. So if you're going out, what would be your, where would you go? Nando's all day long. Nothing Nando's beats it for me. Yep. What's, uh, what's your order? Do you have a set order? Oh, I, yes, I do. I have medium butterfly chicken, pity chips, sometimes mash if I'm feeling extra hungry. Um, yeah, and Pyrenees. I can I can hear the inc- excitement in your voice as you're talking about yeah, Nando's. Yeah, I'm really really missing Nando's. I must admit. <laughs> is, uh, is that kind of the one thing like so when when this is all something that everybody talks about is like when this is all over I'm gonna yeah. go go get a pint or I'm gonna go get my dinner. Is that where you're yeah. that, is that gonna be your first stop? You're gonna be in the queue for Nando's. Straight to Nando's definitely. Just calling my name. I'll be there. <laughs> um, I tell you what. See if you were to get taken somewhere. And um, you had to eat everything that was put in front of you. Uh, and there was one thing on that plate, the thing you hated most in the world. What would that be? Uh, oh, that's a good question. 
I would have probably like mushrooms or something. I'm not I'm not big on mushrooms, definitely not. Mushrooms yeah, is made an appearance. Yeah, mushrooms is made an appearance for somebody else who said mushrooms, and I've I feel I like mushrooms. I think they're great. They're one of my favourite things. But, oh uh, no! What's, I can't what's... actually say I've ever tried them, but the look of them is enough to put me off. So <laughs> I would say mushrooms. Right. So okay. So are we entering the realm of you? Maybe we'll say you don't like something, but you've not tried it. Kind of kind of deal. Yeah. What else kind of grosses you out then? What else would you be like? I don't want to try that. Um, oh, that's a good question. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think what I don't like. Uh, I-, I can't think off the top of my head. Why is nothing mushrooms? What else? I'm a fussy eater and I can't think of anything. <laughs> <I don't> like. <laughs> Do you know what it probably be? It's probably because, see, because you're, you're a fussy eater, you probably just always eat what you like already. Yeah, I do. So you never really think about the stuff you don't like. And yeah. I've just put you oh, on the spot. I don't like. Um, avocado, that's something I'm not big on that, is the texture, it just doesn't, no, it's not the uh, I, I like avocado when it's like mashed up, I'm not keen, you know how people sometimes have it just sliced? I'm mm-hmm. not, not mad keen on that, because you're right, the texture, yeah. but see when they mash it up, a bit of toast, yeah, I'm into that. I've tried it once, and I was like, nah, I can't, the texture's not, no. Nah. I'll tell you what, I've got, I've got another question for you then, I'll give you some options for this one, so it should be a little bit easier. Okay. Um, so Turnix make four products. They make mm-hmm. the snowball, the caramel log, the tea cake, and the wafer. If you had to pick one, which one would it be? Uh, it's got to be a caramel wafer, I think. What's uh, what's your thought processes? So you're working. Is that is that the one? Wait, I get that mixed up. Wait, say the four again. What was the right? So one? now you're right. So you've got the snowball, which is like the marshmallow one with the yeah, chocolate and the coconut. And then uh-huh. what the log, which is kind of like a wafer. Yeah, that's what I'm getting them confused. Then I can't. Aye, so the log's got the coconut around the outside. Oh, no, no. No, a wafer. A wafer. A wafer. A wafer. And then would, it be a, would it just be a straight up have a wafer or would you have it with a cup of coffee? No, I would just have it itself. I would, yeah, no, just itself. Yeah, no, I mean, I think wafer's a good choice. I think wafer and tea cake are neck and neck. I think for yeah. everything I've done so far, nobody, not a lot of love for the snowboard or log, but uh, yeah, no. wafer, good choice. Okay, I'll tell you what, say everything goes well this season. Um, Glasgow women win the SWPL2 title, you're on the promotion trail, party time, good times, mm-hmm. and you're in charge of organising the celebration dinner, so you're all going to get fancy and go out for dinner somewhere. Where, where are you going? Um, I mean, if it was up to me, I would still probably choose Nando's, but I don't think that would go down very well. So, um, I don't know, somewhere fancy. I'm, I'm not, I'm not good at choosing places. To, to be honest with you, Lucy, I, uh, I added those extra bits about being fancy to see if I could get you to not see Nando's because I knew that's what I was. <laughs> no, I would honestly still choose Nando's. It's like, it's a bit of a joke, but I would still choose Nando's honestly. No, that's fine. So that's that we like to do a little bit of fake product placement here as well. So if anyone from Nando's is listening to the podcast and wants to sponsor Lucy, she'll hook yes. you up. We'll, we'll get <laughs> some chicken. It'll be all good. Um, it'll be smashing. Um, but no, that I think that's it for today, Lucy. So thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, thank hope you. it's okay for you. Thank you.
No problem. Um, and thank you very much for listening. Uh, remember, you can subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, SoundCloud, all the usual bits. Uh, follow Leading the Line on Twitter, at Leading the Line, and the website is leadingtheline.com. But until next time, uh, thanks very much for listening. Stay safe, and we'll speak again soon. See you, bye. It doesn't make me-